The following intro is made by Scott because Brian had to go. Mentos, the reef maker. You can't dream of a big salad. McDonald's glory hole. I snored 40 pounds ago. The squirrel conspiracy. You're in so much trouble now, crane operator. Spit a bean and go home. Making things with Bill and a little science with Bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream. They say we're in a banana republic. I think that's an insult uh, to banana republics across the country. I mean, at least the manager of Banana Republic, unlike our president, knows where he is and why he's there and what he's doing. Nothing like going to Walmart. The morning stream into daring rescue action. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for August 16th, 2022. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. So real quick here, uh, this is uh, an actual, this is a person running for Congress. I just want to play this one more time. They say we're in a okay. banana republic. I think that's an insult uh, to banana republics across the country. I mean, at least the manager of Banana Republic, unlike our president, knows where he is and why he's there and what he's doing. He said that seriously. He meant that. <laughs> you think he really, he really thinks that the term, the, the, uh, the general term banana republic refers to the store and yeah. not to... Uh, yeah, because okay. he's some doughhead idiot. And I watched him in an interview and the interview was dead serious and the guy looked at him like i'm not even going to follow up on that i'm not going to say anything i'm just going right. to let that go and i keep looking on the uh the mall direct the mall directory for kangaroo court and i can't find it can't find it anywhere uh he's I by see the food court where's the kangaroo court <laughs> he's one <laughs> he's one of the uh, one of the carolinas i forget which and i don't remember the guy's name but uh uh good luck well, down there and, I, and so, you know, we can make fun of him. I, I don't know yet if I feel good about making fun of the, um, there's nothing like it. <laughs> I don't think nothing it like feels, going to Walmart. It feels like she's doing a voice. Yeah. Like it's not her real voice, but I'm not sure. Like, I, you know, well, she did a, t- she did a post where, cause she gets this all the time and uh, oh, really? she did a post where she says, this is my real voice. And if you don't <laughs> like it. You can just not follow my account anymore. Like that was her thing. Oh no, I love it. I just, uh, boy, I, I hope. Uh, ah, never mind. You hope what? What do you hope? Gonna be. You're not gonna get you in trouble. I hope dating her, uh, she provides the ice picks for your ears. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's gotcha. what I was gonna say. Yes, that's She's, what I was going I to say. She, but I decided not to because I'm a nice person. She seems to be married and has kids. And uh, okay. I can't tell. And they all have deeper voices than her. <laughs> I can't tell how they feel about it. There's no way to <laughs> no. know. I know. Like, <laughs> if, if she was my wife, I couldn't come on this show and be like, oh, yeah, Tina said, because it'd be like, oh, that's a pretty dead on impersonation, Brian. It's yeah. really close. No, the fun of your impersonation is that it's nothing like her voice. <laughs> is that it's so far away from Tina's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the fun that's of the it. Joke. That's the yeah. joke. There. Yeah, that's the joke. See? Yeah, it's the humor. Uh, so here's the deal. We got, a, we got a show today, all the Tuesday trimmings, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, uh, was going to tell you. Oh, I know. Before I get to this list. So, uh, so last night. Uh, I had a bunch of spaghetti. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that contributes to dreams. Now, I ate early. It was like before seven. So I was like, you know, okay. I had a nice, I don't know, till 11 o'clock or before I went to bed. So I had a big bunch of time for your usual biological digestion zone. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. 
But I still think these dreams, these wackadoo dreams I have, might be fueled by what I eat. So um, now some of you at home are going, yeah, you load it up on pasta. It's not pasta. I do these uh, bean-based spaghetti noodles, which is totally giving away our news um, it's, uh, thing. It's basta is what it is. Basta. Um, I forgot basta. the beans. Not garbanzo. It's like a... Mung. It's probably mung bean. Uh, is it mung? I forgot. They're really good, though. Um, and, and good for you and less... You know, sure. less pasta like and all that. Yeah. But I, th- I think anytime I eat, like if I go to bed f- forgetting to have dinner, just like it was a busy night and I just, I never ate or whatever. And then I go to bed, I never dream. If I eat, hmm. I dream. I think that's it. Really? Yeah. I think my body's like, hey, look at all these fresh nutrients. I'm going to, I'm going to show you yeah. some shit. Get ready for this. And I'm going to show so you wait, some. Wait, let's go back to the not eating. Like you just, you just eat dinner really early or don't eat dinner at all or what's the deal no 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 no. i'm not saying i don't i'm saying on those nights on the rare times where i have done that because for whatever reason you're on a trip or you're busy or i got home late or whatever it is and i didn't eat anything okay so it's not like a regular like you're not doing taking your weird fasting thing to new and (laughs) horrifying levels dangerous heights no 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 none of that all i'm saying all i'm saying is the nights i have the worst dreams are the nights where I have eaten uh, closer eat? to bed and, and <laughs> large amounts. Does that make sense? Like a larger yeah, meal. Yeah. Not like pigging yeah. out or anything, but, you know, a big sure. plate of this pasta bean thing with, with a bunch of fresh, you know, meat sauce on it. Uh, when I eat like that, boom, bam, every night, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, if I did the bag of salad at night, I probably wouldn't have these dreams, you know? Maybe, Maybe I should do those that. Those are nutrients too. Yeah, but they're not this. I don't. I don't think they're like the. Uh, the you're thinking like heavier nutrients or yeah, heavier food. Heavier food, that. like like. Well, why don't fare. you test it? Why don't you have a bag of salad for dinner? Uh, I'll try it tonight. We can see if you dream. Because I, I'd be willing to bet that it has nothing to do with what you eat. But uh, really, but who knows? Maybe it does. We, dreams feel like one of those things that science just hasn't been able to to figure out. If we could tap in and harness the power of dreams. Yeah. Then all of our dreams could come true. Yeah. I'm curious if anyone out there, like, send us your emails. Do you, if you, have you dreamt differently if you eat more closer to bed? And, like, does that cause you any kind of issues? And I don't mean like, oh, I had heartburn, so I woke up and was grumpy. I don't mean like that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah. did, did you have a, I don't know, like a steak dinner I mean, at if nine? I, if I drink heavily, like, you're not, you know, heavily, if I, if I go to bed more than buzzed, maybe, maybe borderline just, just drunk yeah <laughs> i don't do that as much anymore you know like thinking about the actual term uh, brian how was the last time you were drunk and i'm like well i mean even in even tms vegas i didn't get drunk i got i got tipsy yeah you know i certainly wouldn't have been able to drive i certainly uh um you know was was laughing a little bit more than than usual but uh you weren't sloshed I wasn't sloshed. Uh, it wasn't sloshed by any stretch. Yeah. So, no. but when I do drink, then it does it does affect my dreams. So maybe there's something to what you're describing. It could be because you know, I mean, uh, of course, in drinking's case, alcohol goes straight to your uh, your senses and stuff. I don't know the yeah. terms for all this, but so maybe yeah. that's different. But I don't know. <laughs> Claire says, Claire says you didn't get drunk on the high roller. To my and my reply was no, I did my best, but uh, like <laughs> it's all you can drink, and I drank. You know, there was never a time that I was waiting for another drink. It was it was in my hand, even more so than the uh, um, 
than the actual night of TMS Vegas when both Shelly and Barry were making sure that I always had a full drink at all times. At times, I had two full drinks in front of me. I was sure uh, Shelly was trying to kill you at one point. She was. Had, she, she tries, was, but yeah. she can't do it. She just can't she do can't it. She can't do it. No. Yeah, I'm too strong. Uh, so um, anyway, strong the, drun- bull. the two drunkest times I've ever seen Brian here are the two times. You want to know the two times? Here's yeah. The two times. Oh, I know one of them. Yeah, one of them <laughs> was on Periscope. One of them was a par- late night Periscope at Dave's house. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Se- That's probably, I think it was my first time I'd seen you quite that drunk. Probably. And then yeah. Second time was Vegas 2019. Uh, after your, um, uh, what the, what's that thing called? That oh, you jumped the parachute, off of? the, the jump. Yeah. After yeah. that, you got, pr- you got pretty loaded. You know what? That I think I did because, um, probably something to do with the adrenaline. Again, people kept handing me drinks that night. And of course I drank them yep. because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, you're a gracious uh, receiver of I'm drinks. A courteous. If you hand yeah. me a drink. Yeah. Yeah, as long gonna... as it's not thickened or yogurt soda. <laughs> those two exceptions. Uh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, He'll exactly. drink it. Um, but yeah, yeah, those are the only two times. So I, I would yeah. say that you're not all that drunk that often. You know, I uh, I don't, you know, I hope people are, are uh, trying to keep it within my, like, keep me on the same track, right? Like if I'm, if I'm drinking nothing but gin and tonics, uh, don't come up to me with a, a grasshopper or a Colorado bulldog or a white Russian or something that's got milk in it or something, you know, a yeah. dairy, one of those drinks that has dairy in it. Yeah. Don't do that. But maybe don't do that ever. No listen. creme de mint, please. Yeah. Oh, is that Unless, a, I didn't realize a creme de mint meant it had uh, cream in it. I guess that makes sense. Cause creme is cream. <laughs> it's right there in the name, Scott. Yeah. It it's also right there. Has, <laughs> also has mint in it. <laughs> it's got some mint. <laughs> Ooh, it's minty fresh. It's, mm. it's mint. Yeah. Creme yeah. de mint. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, anyway, all right. Anyway. Uh, I'm gonna now share with you a cool list I found. Cool. All right. I'm pretty, pretty happy with this. Let me pull this up. Okay. So once in a while we try to do some, you know, like a little quiz for Brian or whatever. These yeah. are more just facts that I want to quiz you about or kind of poke okay. you. With. That's good because I did trivia last night. We came in second. Uh, oh, nicely done. I, I tried to talk us into one right answer, and people talked me out of it. But then I, I turned around and I talked us out of a right answer into a wrong answer. So it's all, it all came out just fine, and we lost by one point. So had <laughs> neither of those two things happened, we would have won. But oh, anyway, that's fantastic. All right, so check yes. this out. Do you yeah. have any desire at all to be buried at sea? Is that a thing you've ever thought about? Um, yeah, it's it's crossed my mind. Yeah. Okay. Like throw your ashes yeah. out there, or whatever. Yeah. That my sort of my thing. real goal is to be buried in a in a gold statuette and dumped into a, um, a deep part of like uh, South America or Africa where a village can find my statue and, and, oh, and worship me you. as a God. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be the yeah. great white God of the North. Yeah. This is like, wow, look at this God in his funny hat. Yeah. That's basically what they'd say. Yeah. What would they call you? Do you think, do you have a name they'd give you? Uh, uh, Sal. <laughs> Wow, that's what they call me, yeah. Sal, all, all, all hail, hail Sal, yeah, all hail Sal. May he, may his yes. blessings touch our home. <laughs> the great golden god Sal. That's right, fantastic. Anyway, yeah, so well, here's the deal. Sea, sure. So here's the thing. I got a company here that will turn dead bodies into ocean reef because you know some of the ocean oh. reef is either in danger or gone. And so yeah. their their deal is if you've ever romanticized being buried at sea, the company Eternal Reefs offers an innovative solution. Uh, it mixes the cream, cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages. 
uh, handprints or even environmentally friendly mementos. When I first read it, I thought it said Mentos. <laughs> I will write the fresh maker. Yeah, you know, the fresh maker. Yeah. Uh, the pearl is then encased in a reef ball that is dropped into the sea where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea li- uh, life. So basically, on top of this ball, uh, what you picture in your head is a, is a reef yeah. bu- builds Barnacles on top of it. and things yeah. can attach to it and, and continue growth, reef yep. growth. Circle of life, man. You could be that ball down there. I, I kind of like that only because, I mean, it feels like it's a lot of... It's a lot of effort when they could just say, yeah, we're going to create a section of reef dedicated to you. Yeah. Or even, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know they, they're, the whole pearl and etching and all that stuff, it's like, oh, great. If you have the power to do all this other stuff of, like, recreating the reef stuff, let's say we take the pearl and the and the etching and all that stuff out of it. How much more could you do? Yeah. And then could you just say, this section of reef right here is the Bill Jones Reef? Yeah, it's the section. Brian. It's the Brian Ibbett Memorial Reef. Yeah, That's how I look at that. It. I'd be that. I'd be cool about. Okay, you then yeah. you'd be for eternity. Brian would be into reefer. <laughs> All right, here's another uh, weird thing for you. So there's a monkey uh, or an ape called the bonobo. Sure, right? I've heard of the bonobo monkeys. Yeah, yeah. bonobos are common. Yep, and uh, they're not called that on purpose. That was an accident. The name bonobo <laughs> resulted from a misspelling. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. So check this out. Uh, uh, researchers uh, reputedly first, or sorry, first found the uh, animals in the town of ben- uh, Bolobo, Zaire, in the 20s. <laughs> B-O-L-O-B-O. Okay. But the name of the place was misspelled Bonobo on the shipping crate in which the animal was placed. <laughs> so when it got to the other place, they went, oh, it's. I guess this is the Bonobo, and it stuck, and that was it. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Real bummer. So forever... Yeah, it's a bummer for the namesake. Forever I, moops, basically, I don't is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched that last night. That exact episode. Did you that episode? It was That's on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. The name is Moops. It's a great episode. Oh, TRPW corrects us. Uh, bonobos are apes, not monkeys. Fuck yeah, I think I thought I said apes. I said monkey at first, and then I said uh, apes yeah. rather, and then and then he didn't hear me. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, all right. There is an annual coffee break festival. You could go to this. Oh, look at you right just now. Just as I poured myself a new cup of coffee, yeah. I will take a sip as you regale me. With yeah. The look at his up. nude cup of coffee. He's yeah. got right there. Four million people. Uh, for four million people, the coffee break is key and often an appreciated part of each day to stop and give the break its proper due. But in the town of Stoughton, Wisconsin, they okay. host a annual coffee. I swear that Wisconsin hosts a everything festival all the time. Yeah. There's always something going on. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the gathering includes coffee tastings, brew-offs. Yeah. So you try to okay. compete coffee there. brew-off. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, bean spitting contests. Would you do that? Would you enjoy oh, that? Oh, sure. Like you would put a coffee bean in your mouth so you can spit it the furthest? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be sure. Right. Sure. Uh, according to city officials, the coffee break was born in the city in the late 1800s as women worked at a local Gunderson's tobacco warehouse and they began the ritual of pausing during the workday to brew up some coffee and have a chat. They think they invented the coffee break. And so now they. <laughs> so this place, uh, Stoughton, is just uh, twenty miles southeast of Madison. It's actually really close to Madison. Nice. See, that's great. Yeah, easy, easy, easy fly in, do a spit of bean, and get back on the plane and go home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, here's another fun fact: dolphins. 
You know, the, uh, the mammal. They're a mammal. Before you tell me wrong in the chat, I know. I know they're mammals. <laughs> dolphin fish. Yes, the fish known as dolphins. The fish yes, known as uh, dolphins. Um, they sleep with one eye open the whole time. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. like the mob told them to or something. Yeah. I guess they're hey, mostly... Uh, <laughs> If I was you, I'd sleep with one you've, eye open. You've wronged my family for the last time. <laughs> you better sleep with one eye open. Heck, I already do it. Yeah, I already do it. It's part of my uh, my my uh, <laughs> my mammal heritage. All right. Oh my god! So many people in the chat room follow up with, "Do they grip their pillows tight?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Sleep with one eye open, like a dolphin. Listen, I just listened to that yesterday. This is all very weird. You guys are freaking wow, out. Wow, weird. It's like we uh, premonition night in the TMS the next day. It's happening. Uh, anyway, they say this is because they're on the constant lookout for predators. Marine animals uh, like them have developed this neat trick of maintaining partial consciousness even as their brain sleeps. Wish I could do this. I guess I kind of do this. this. Every day during uh, TMS. Yeah. I kept hearing myself. I heard myself snort in the night last night. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hate that. It wasn't like a full on, like, or anything. It was just like me going, and I went, ah! <laughs> I kind of woke up, like, shit. <laughs> that was louder than it's supposed to be. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, do you, I, you know, we've uh, talked about this before. If Kim says that you snore and if you stop breathing at night and that sort of thing, but. Uh, I snored 40 pounds ago. Uh, I don't snore now. So, good. Yeah. Good. The, the, the less I weigh, the, the less I snore. Um, nice. But occasionally, if I'm on my back, I've never been a good back sleeper anyway. So if I'm on yeah, my no. back, I'll kind of do a little oh, of that. Oh, for sure. Back sleeping, yeah, it's... it's uh... That's the worst. <laughs> Sorry, Shojo, I should have uh, muted. I, I uh, <laughs> love oh. hearing Brian blow his nose first thing in the morning. Oh, did you do a nose blow? I missed it. I barely... I, I mean, I did, but uh, I apologize if I... I should have muted. I'm sorry. You didn't farmer blow into your coffee cup? That didn't happen? Okay. Oh, God, no. No. I can't do that. I... <laughs> I can't Never. either, dude. I can't either. Too worried about missing. Like, you know, <laughs> leave it to Puck. You know, Puck can do that. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, these farmer blowers, you do yeah. you. You do you. Anyway, uh, yeah. they've actually tested their... They, Sorry, test, what? they tested these creatures to see if this negatively impacts them to be half awake and half asleep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they remain as alert and perceptive during their waking hours as ever. So they've figured out a way. Mm. Evolution finds a way. That's amazing to be yeah. able to like, you know, get the rest you need, but still have some consciousness to, to be able to be aware of predators coming. Yeah. Now here's a fun one. Yeah. Vacuums, the earliest known vacuums, the cleaners rather, vacuum cleaners. Vacuums. Donnie says vacuum. That's right. Yeah. We're originally horse drawn. That's how they got going there. <laughs> horse drawn vacuums? Yep. One of the earliest known vacuum cleaners. So large. It had to be hauled into a house, uh, hauled house to house via horse-drawn carriage. Its giant hoses were propped through the windows of the customers. Gas-powered motors generated the suction and pulled the dirt oh, wow. and debris into glass containers where the onlookers would gawk at the volume uh, that was coming out of their homes. <laughs> Look at how dirty Jezebel's <laughs> yeah. house is. Oh, my gosh. Yep, and then they'd clippity-clop out of there with their horses. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the next one. I mean, you all look. You look at your fancy. Um, I don't know what's a cool vacuum now. The Dyson. Well, the Dyson. Sure, we got a Dyson. Sure, I like Dysons. We have a Dyson yeah. also, and it's yeah. that thing's. Um, I'll say this for Dyson. Like it, it works as good as any other good vacuum. Like the suction and all that's fine. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. amazes me about the Dysons is they're not perceptibly made of like 
different plastics or anything else that I can tell from other vacuums, but somehow they last way longer. Yeah. yeah. Way longer. They last forever. I, I think we bought that thing in, I don't know, 2003. Still, yeah. It's still awesome and has never had Completely signs of anything. Completely fine, yeah. yeah. I don't know. They don't make it like that anymore. Or I guess Dyson does, but nobody else does. <laughs> That's why you pay so much for those things, because you're going to keep right. it for... That's why they're so expensive, yeah, because they last, but still. Yeah. Sort of. Exactly. Yeah. If you're like, man, that's too much. I'm not paying that much. Okay, well, get get ready for a, every couple of years getting a new vacuum. Yeah. Right. Figure out how much it costs to replace your, your crappy Kirby. Yeah, you turds. Every couple of years. Me. <laughs> All right, here's one. The largest padlock in the world weighs. Guess how much? You tell me what you think uh, this weighs. I'm going to guess uh, one ton. Let's see. Well, you're not that far like off. 2,000 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Oh no, you're actually half off. Uh, nine hundred oh, two ton. Nine hundred sixteen oh, pounds, one ton roughly. Okay. Uh, this is no, creative. that's half a ton. That is. Ha- oh wait. Yeah, a half ton, ton is two thousand pounds. Yeah, that's what I said. Half ton. Didn't I say that? I thought I said that. I thought you said. Uh, well, you said first. You said half that, and then you said no about that one ton. But never mind. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No. Two thousand is one ton. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get my tons right. My tonnage, my tonnage is wrong. One ton tomato. Yeah. Uh, uh, by anyway, t- it's half a ton. Half a ton. Uh, created by a team of students and teachers at the Palavo Arts College in Russia. In Russia, padlocks you. <laughs> uh, measures fifty six point eight inches tall, forty one point three inches wide, ten inches deep, and uh, is a hefty lock, including a key. Uh, that and that that part of the weight, uh, whatever it's protecting, presumably weighs a lot more than that. So uh, I think wow. it was just made so- for fun. How many people does it take to turn the key in that thing? I don't know. How many Russians does it take to open a <laughs> half-ton key or half-ton lock? I don't know. Right. And, right. and what's it locking? I mean, there's so many questions. Why? is, yeah. is uh, For why? For Putin's secret <laughs> for residence. Why? I don't know. Who knows? Um, pandas, they poop everything. 30 pounds of the stuff every day. Almost everything they eat. 30 pounds of poop a day? Yep. They barely retain any of it. They eat only bamboo. Right. Uh huh. It's also yeah. very hard to digest. Mm. That means to get enough nutrients, they got to eat about thirty pounds of the stuff per day, and they defecate about four fifths of that every day. So they hardly keep any of it. You think wow. you're bad with wow. the with the, the Taco uh, Bell? Yeah, the Taco Bell the next day, <laughs> or the uh, yeah. Boy, the hope they're close to the airport. Damn straight. <laughs> okay, here's one I didn't expect. This threw me. McDonald's. Introduced the drive-through service due to the military. Speaking of poop, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is crazy. The first McDonald's drive-through was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, located near the Fort Hachawaha something military installation. Can't mm-hmm. can't tell what that sure, word is. That's it. Yep. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and they weren't about to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger and run back to the base. So the restaurant manager David Rich came up with a solution cut a hole in the wall and allow members of the military to pick up their order without stepping out of their car. The convenience and simplicity of the idea quickly caught on. Now everybody does it. So that's why they wow. did it. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Now someone's going to ride in and go, actually, Dave Thomas freaking rubbed his wiener one day and went, wait, how about a walk or drive up or whatever? <laughs> and if they do, that's fine. Give me some proof. That's Give me fine. some citations. Yeah, let's, let's, you know, let's see the discerning opinion. No, that's really cool. Interesting. Like uh, uh, the military. There we go. Making us, give, bringing us drive throughs and freedom. All right. What household object do you think Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of? Oh, all right. Let's see. Uh, 
household item, and, I, and I'll say that it would be... It was a, a stock of celery, wasn't it? He was afraid of a stock of celery. I'll give you... You know what? You're, you're closer than you think. Oh, really? And by right, that, I mean... I'll say the refrigerator. All right. You would, uh, let's, let's make it more... Let's say you're closer because it's a food item. So think of a food item. What food item is Alfred oh, Hitchcock really? okay. terrified of? Uh, good evening. What food <laughs> item? Reet, 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 reet. Let's see. What would be a frightening? I mean, a uh, 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 kumquat is pretty damn frightening. Uh, I, I agree. Cucumbers can be can be terrifying. Yeah, they can uh, be very frightening. Yeah. Uh, let's say. Um, uh, let's say. Jeez, a banana. Let's say a banana All just right. to keep just so I can keep moving. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Here's here's the answer. It's actually eggs. It was a frightened of eggs. Eggs, really? Yeah. Here's a quote. He actually said this in 1963. I'm frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened, they revolt me. What white... Ro- <laughs> you, you know, you're doing a great impersonation of Lord Michaels right now, and I don't want you to stop. <laughs> you tell that Jimmy Fallon he's going to be great one day. Uh, the white round thing without any holes, and when you break it, inside there's that yellow thing, round, without any holes. Blood is jolly red, but egg yolk is yellow, revolting. I'll never taste one, he says. Wow! Yeah. My gosh, he's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. He needs holes. Like His complaint is lack of holes, so give me a good donut. See, I'm going to just lean right <laughs> into Lauren Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, please bring me a donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about how I had to bounce from that podcast? I wanted to like it so bad, and there were so yeah, many great you, guests. So- you know what? Once I just accepted the fact that no no former SNLer is going to go on there without listening to an episode and know that that they're technically going to be the fly on the wall while while uh, David and Dana talk. They just don't. They don't. I mean, look, I, as somebody who talks for a living, yeah. Um, I get it. You need to be talking, <laughs> but those two really like the sound of each other's voices. Like that's they really all they want to do. And when they bring in a guest, it seems like prime time to really dig into who this guest is. It's like oh, you got so and so awesome. Judge. Oh, let's hear about Mike Judge. Yeah, and, let's hear uh, this guy the whole yeah. time. No, let's have these two banter constantly so that Mike Judge barely talks. Oh, it really bugged me. It, it the the thing that. Uh, you almost can see it coming is when Danny Carver really wants to do an impersonation of somebody. And so he's like talking to the guests and saying, so you'd say it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like if Mickey Rooney was uh, watching a football match. <laughs> yep. Hey, I'm watching football. Hey, look at me. I'm watching football. <laughs> yeah. Everything is like this weird. I don't know. I had this, imp- I had this feeling when he was on comedians and cars getting coffee with, with, uh, with Seinfeld. And yeah. I had the same feeling that he would not, he wouldn't shut up. He just would not yeah. be quiet. Not, not, I don't mean just be quiet, but just like stop thinking it, it was all about his turn to say Directing, something. Yes, and and nudging it towards what he does best, which are imp- impersonations. Yeah. But uh, it's rough, oh, man. Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually I just finished listening to the Ellen Cleghorn one, which um, which I thought was really good. But I almost wanted to like make a diagram of like five minutes of that show. And 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 tweet it to uh, Dana and David and say, "Here's how much you guys talked, and here's how much Ellen Cleghorn talked during this this sample five minutes of the show." Yeah, just a pie graph with a little sliver of time she got. Yeah, just bums yeah. me out. Uh, anyway, there's right, that because I really like those guys. Yeah, but, they're uh, great. They're funny as hell, no doubt. 
but boy, they like talking. Uh, yeah. Pigs don't sweat. We pro- you probably knew that. Yeah, knew yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like I knew that one too. Um, they don't have any sweat glands. They perspire. So, yeah, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> First of all, Hawkeye, I don't sweat. I perspire. I perspire. Yeah, they roll Second around of all, in the mud. I don't perspire. They mo- they roll in the mud to get uh, clean and to avoid the uh, gaze off. of the of the predator. The predator can't see them mm. if they're covered in cold <laughs> mud. Quit spoiling prey. Ah, uh, it's spoiling the original predator more than prey. But there are things in prey. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah. They play. They sure. they play with that some. I'm sure they do. They can't not. Yeah. Uh, the fuller your fridge, the more energy efficient it is. Ooh. So put more shit in sense. there. Yeah, because yeah. they're all the cold items are actually contributing to keeping other newer things cold more so than the actual device. If it's like three or four items, the the fridge is doing all the work. So pack that cool. fridge, baby. Get it oh, in there. Oh, man. Two things, two recent things I got that I got to talk about how awesome they are yeah. that are in my fridge right now. Yeah. Uh, both at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Their chimichurri sauce. This is like this little tub you get in the in the refrigerator section. And I put a, a dollop of that in my scrambled eggs as I'm scrambling the eggs, as I'm mixing them, the, them up. Sorry, Alfred Hitchcock, before I uh, <laughs> cook them. <laughs> and then cook them, and it's like they're cooked into the eggs. Yeah. They're so damn good. Sounds, Chimichurri sauce. And then the um, sweet and hot jalapenos. So I had this recipe a while back of these candied jalapenos, right, that you'd have to pickle, and they'd have to sit there for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now, now I'm just going to go buy them from freaking Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's a jar of them. Yeah. And they are so good. Dude, Trader Joe's is the greatest place to buy groceries in the history of the it world. It kind of is. It's, it's expensive, but it's it's still kind of really good. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like I found I found we get, well, it's a trade-off, right? Like there's some stuff that's yeah. cheaper and still better, but then there's things that are more yeah. expensive, but so much better. So much better Trader worth Joe's, it. yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it there. Yeah. All right. Uh Umbrellas. Swan sauce bio cow? Okay, I'll have to look for that. Oh. Trader Joe's is so cheap, says... Uh, it says kissy bears. Yeah, my, my experience is most, for the most part, you can really save money there, but it, but if yeah. you want certain items, you're going to pay more for those. There items. are a few things that are a little bit more expensive. Boy, they're, they're wine, though. I mean, you can get the three-buck chuck there, which is the uh, the Charles uh, whatever wine, which isn't bad. It's, There's you a, know, tr- it's, the Charles it's better than $3 wine. wine should be. Yeah. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, but, I, uh, I can't think of anything bad I ever had at Trader Joe's. It's freaking yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, umbrellas were once only used by women, Brian. Only women used oh, umbrellas. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they did it, let's see, associated with the fashionable parasols women would carry with them in nicer days to keep the sun mm. from their skin. But in sure. the mid-18th century, the barriers uh, started to fall with public figures like ph- philanthropist Jonas Halloway carrying umbrellas during public events. And then soon others took notice and said, you know what? We could also keep the sun off our face and the rain off our clothes. We don't have to be fancy men. We can just be like the ladies. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Here's my favorite. All right. Uh, <clears throat> number 16 on this list is squirrels are behind most power outages in the United States. <laughs> most of them. Really? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, this, this feels like some some squirrel hate. Yep. coming but uh all right the uh american public power association or appa uh have a tr- data tracker it's called the squirrel index that's how big this is that analyzes the patterns and timings of squirrels impact on electrical power system turns out the peak times of the year for squirrels attacking are from may to june and october to november so we're about to enter we've exited 
See, high squirrel time. We're squirrel. going back in soon. <laughs> Typically, the squirrels cause problems by tunneling, chewing, uh, etc., through ex- uh, electrical insulation or becoming a, cur- oh. a current path between electrical conduits. So basically, they get just shocked. Like scrat. Yeah, I'm just visualizing. <laughs> <laughs> it is like scrat. Yeah, just visualizing scrat. Scrat chewing was great. on a cable. Scrat was the best part of those movies. I think. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Um, all right, I'll give you one more. Scrat was we'll the Sergio Aragones comic <laughs> in the Mad Magazine movie that was Ice Age. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, he was like the Scrat was like the border. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it that's, here's your you normal can have that thing. one scott you can tweet that one out later it's, no, all it's, re- it's just excellent it's i've never i could never think of a good way to explain it but that's what scratch job is in those things and why he didn't yeah. have i know he had a couple of shorts dedicated to him yeah, yeah. but why he didn't have this runaway you know success success of, yeah, on his sure. own i don't know mm-hmm. i don't get it all right uh spider webs Yep. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, a good no doubt song, and also a <laughs> a thing that comes out of the butt. Well, not really a the the thing butt, that but, comes out of the butt of a spider. Yeah, the bum spi- spider bum, spider bum, spider bum. Uh, it, it it's ancient Greece and Rome, or this is when this happened. Doctors used to use spider webs to make bandages for their patients. Really? Yeah, they believed. This is supposedly because mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, we probably know now, but uh, they sure. believed that they had natural antiseptic and antifungal properties. I never trust anything that says, believe to have something, something properties. <laughs> it does. It does feel like just wild speculation, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, the thing that just came out of a spider's butt. I'll bet that has antifungal properties. I mean, it's because like you never see mold on it. It's like these planters, dry roasted peanuts I've been eating. It says here, yeah, uh, heart healthy with a big heart logo. And then yeah. below it, yeah. it says, May reduce the risk of heart disease. May. May. It's a it's a, their safe word. It's their weasel word, as Randy called it yep. uh, during uh, film sector. He was show. he yes. was right about that. Um, really? Did you look it up? Did you look up the uh, how how good peanuts are for you? No, um, I didn't do any of it. But I think he's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. It was also said that spider webs are rich in vitamin K, which helps promote mm. clotting. So next time you're out of bandage, just head to your attic and grab some. Webacillin, yeah, some some spider. I can't think of another one. <laughs> That's all I got. We had a question last uh, night. Speaking of vitamin K, we one of our questions a whole round. They gave us a sheet that had listed riboflavin, niacin. You know, basically listed all of these real names for vitamins or or scientific names for vitamins, and then we had the A, B one, B two, B three, B nine, C, and we had to match up. Like, oh yeah, sorbic acid is is vitamin C. Great, we got that one. Yeah, uh, we we floundered with a lot of the rest of these. Well, they're hard. There's a bunch. They are hard. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Without looking them uh, up, how the heck do you know? You don't memorize that stuff. Yeah, we we didn't do well, but apparently nobody did well on that round. <laughs> uh, one one last mention. I won't read the whole thing, but I didn't realize sure. this was true, and our Swedish listeners can confirm. But blood donors in Sweden receive a text when their blood is used. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like when your Amazon package is 10 stops away. Yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> your son- blood was just put into Larry Gamalka of uh, 14th Avenue. Yeah, that's right. And over there, it'd be uh, Bjorn Borka got a freaking shoddy or double O negative or whatever the hell you got. <laughs> <laughs> that blood has a license to kill I hear. <laughs> yeah, it does. All right. Uh, well, that's it for your fun list. Now... 
it's our fiduciary duty here on the show to inform you as to what happened recently in the headlines. So it's time for the news. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by the aforementioned bean-based spaghetti noodles. I we wish... don't know what kind of beans they are, but they're great. <laughs> My wife would tell me if she was here. She's not, uh, but I can't remember. But they're really good. I really recommend them. I honestly can't tell the difference between that and some you know, fat yeah. pasta. And they yeah. always, I don't noodles. feel gross after. They're great. Real good. Noodles and Company has uh, some pretty good, like, zoodle, like the zucchini noodle options. But there's some that are made with, oh, maybe it's beans. It's made with some other some other vegetable. And the, they're actual, they taste like pasta as opposed to zoodles just being like little strips of zucchini. Yeah, which I enjoy yeah. in its yeah. own way. But, I like uh, those too, yeah. yeah. It's, you know. I just wish that place would clean their floors, man. Every time I go in there. Oh, really? You have a dirty floor noodles the company? Well, they use carpet for some reason. They got, they got that like the short really... business carpet, you know? Yeah, it's, it's right just... there in the name. Company's coming. Clean your floors. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's the company part that made them get like a Maybe it's right. It's floor. actually, it's not the noodles. It's the company that dirtied their floors. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Chickpea, chickpea, that's it. I guess it is oh, garbanzo then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, chickpea Garbanzo, beans. chickpea, sewer peas. All the same thing. Sewer peas? Sewer peas. I've never heard of sewer peas. That's gross. Yes. I don't want that. Uh, not spelled the same way, though. Oh, more like sewer. Like- S-E-U-E-R peas? No, S-U-E-U. I knew it was like, it's like, uh, is it or, or those sweet peas? Well, maybe I've been getting them wrong. I thought sewer peas were There's a different, were, different uh, peas. another name for chickpeas. So maybe many pe- so many peas. You know? I keep seeing les sewer as a brand. Yeah, never even heard of this sewer piece. Um, let's see here. Hold on, I'm trying to. Someone at home's already going. Isn't that where all the pee goes in the sewer? Sewer, sewer pee. <laughs> yeah, I guess chickpeas. I can't find the other name. I always thought that that sewer peas was another name for uh, chickpeas, but it was spelled S U E U R. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, chickpeas anyway. are uh, definitely the base of these, and they're like. Um, I don't even know how to describe them. They're so good. I love it. I love garbanzo beans. Yeah. And, you know, hummus and all that stuff. Yeah. So many things come out of those. Be- those beans they are really pliable, are. I guess. You know? They are magical beans. They yeah. are magical fruit. Yeah. The more I heard, the more you eat, the more you toot. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's the thing. They don't make me toot. It's been said. Yeah. They don't make me toot in this form. I don't know why. No. The more you eat, the more you dream, apparently. Yeah. The more I dream. <laughs> the more I dream, the more I tell on the show. So let's have things for every mo all right couldn't rhyme it um, <laughs> let's get to this first story a confused and jealous wife in the news oh man yeah. you know it's one thing to have a confused wife we've got a confused and jealous wife that's mm, a, a horrible combination right there yeah bad combo she stabbed her husband after seeing her younger self in old photos she thought it was somebody who was cheating with. <laughs> who is this young hot woman that you're with? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Oops. I've stabbed you. Yeah. Um, a woman stabbed her husband several times after thinking she found photos of him with a younger woman. It turns out that uh, she herself was that older or that other woman. The photo of the couple was taken years ago and they were when they were dating. Police in Sonora, Mexico said. Authorities from the municipality of Kajim or Kajeme. Or <laughs> it's Nathy Kajeme, yeah. Is it Kajeme? I don't know. No, I think it's Kajeme. Kajeme. Oh, yeah, because the Kajeme. J were in Mexico. Anyway, I uh, reported the suspect identified only as Lenora N was arrested after wounding her husband, Juan N. 
with a knife after finding several of these photos. Now, what I want to know is, did she not notice that her husband looked younger in these photos? <laughs> right, yeah. There's so many questions. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. Hell hath no fury, like a confused, jealous woman scrolling through Amazon photos. That's right. The husband, he had, he's the one that managed to take the knife from her in the end, explained that the photos were from back when they were more youthful and slim. I think your wife might have some memory issues um anyway yeah definitely yes uh, heavy yeah. on the confused <laughs> yeah low on the uh anger management um <laughs> juan apparently convinced his wife that he had digitized the old snapshots to store on his phone fortunately for the man the police arrived at the scene after neighbors heard screaming and sounds of the scuffle uh they have not charged her yet but yeah that's uh, you're a little too jealous when it's your own image that f- makes you fly out the yeah. handle yeah, exactly. But maybe he does. Maybe he's been doing stuff, and this is just the latest thing. And now he's got an excuse. But before this, he was like dallying around. I don't know. Maybe, and she's you know she's basically got cause for for worry. Like there's a precedent set. Yeah, something's yeah. something. It's probably. Weird. I bet something's know. a little weird there. Don't know what it she's is. She's just looking for some reason to stab him. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. You make this snorting noise in the middle of your sleep when you sleep on your back. Ear <laughs> stab stab stab. Uh, check, leave check. peanuts in the bed. If you lived in Nevada, which, you know, Brian only visits there. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to live in Nevada. No, nobody no. wants to live. <laughs> That's not true. People want yeah. to live in Nevada just fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Shojo. Yeah, you guys are all great. Uh, but a copy and paste error resulted in a Nevada home, home buyer getting 87 properties for the price of one house jackpot yeah that's what it sounded like to me (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah um a nevada home buyer literally got more than she bargained for and ended up with an entire swath of lots in a subdivision in west central part of the state uh while buying a single family home the buyer was originally uh, purchasing a single family home in sparks nevada valued at five hundred ninety four thousand dollars. geez just a couple years ago that would have been like 220 yeah right probably However, the Washoe County, Nevada assessor and Washoe County uh, recorder's office had records showing the buyer gained not just the property she was buying, but also 84 extra houses, including two parcels in Toll Brothers Stonebrook Development, just northeast of Reno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was, I was uh, <laughs> learning how to use uh, Microsoft Word, and I didn't know the, you know, the copy and paste and just, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. Um, it got flagged, of course, and then they quickly notified the company involved, and everybody, you know, freaked out. But it was somebody just accidentally did a bad copy and paste. Is that Jeez. Wow. And so it doesn't stick. I'm afraid to tell you, lady. You don't get all. It's they a, didn't get to keep it. No, they don't. No. Clerical no. error in your favor. Collect 84 lots. <laughs> Man, if that were true, I'm trying to think of something that happened to me. I can't think of anything. Nothing ever happens in my favor. But if I've ever had a mistake in my favor. Yeah. It'd be great if you could go, oh, I'm sorry, insurance company, you only charged me a dollar uh, for my $800 visit? Right. Sweet. Right. I'll just pay that dollar. No, they always... Yeah, you just, you know, listen, when, when stuff like that happens, it is our duty to not report it and just smile and say, one for me. Yeah, one for me. <laughs> I do like the idea that James screwed it up. I think we should send this <laughs> Yes. Or as... Uh, as somebody, Captain Kipper, no, somebody said, no, Free Rangers asked, why is it Steve Buscemi? It's like, oh, where have you been? Come <laughs> oh, on, Oh, you got it. If you knew James. James Adams. Yeah, if yeah. you knew James, you'd know. 
that what Brian did there was a dead on James impression. <laughs> but the, that's the problem. He's kind of a low key guy. You he know, is. You, he you is. might even be a same sex Mary fan, but you don't hear him talking on the albums. You just he hear him sing. Yeah, you just hear him sing. Yeah. 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 It's a it's dead on. But I do kind of want to send him the link on text and say, uh, yo, bro, this you or something like that. Just see what he says. <laughs> just see if I can get a little rise out of him, you know? Yeah, right. Sure. Um, Did you do this? <laughs> yeah, wait. wait, or wait. I'm hoping to see them at the beginning of September. I think they're going to make it. We're we're. Uh, uh, I've already got like a few things kind of planned for this this kind of guys trip that we're taking out there. Me and Barry and Tristan and and uh, the real Chris Brown. Uh, we're going to this place called the Cabinet, which is a new bar in Bally's that has a hidden speakeasy behind a safe door. Whoa. Do you have to have it's a like, keyword? Right. What do you have to do? You have to have a password, yeah. And you have to pick up the phone next to the safe and ask them for the password. And then love a little tiny hole opens up on the safe and you, you go through there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, love that super stuff. cool. Yeah. They have to tell me how that goes. It's called The Cabinet, it's called? What a weird name. It's called The Cabinet, yeah. Yeah. Odd name. It is, yeah. Uh, Where was I? Well, it's like a cabinet of curiosities is the reason it's called that. Like oh. They've got all sorts of weird crap on the walls and stuff. Yeah, like you do in Vegas. It's like Makes a sense. satanic TGI Fridays or, or something. <laughs> Got severed goat heads and things up there. That's, cool. <laughs> that's right. Um, TG, thank um, God it's uh, June 6th, 1966. That's is what right. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right. One story here about a builder. Guy's building a house. This is yep. in the UK. So I guess, you know, uh, Zoe and uh, Claire and all you get excited. Uh-huh. Got hit by a bottle of pee. Bottle of pee. Yep. Got dropped from a crane in Worthing. And um, he's recovering at home. This actually hit him pretty hard. Jeez. The man, the man who was part of a team of builders working on a new healthcare center, or as they say in the UK, Sentry. They don't say that, but they spell it that way. In Worthing, was taken to the hospital. He is now recovering at home. And I went and said the worker was out cold after the bottle hit him in the head. I was put hit by something warm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the witness said... Somebody in the crane did something they're not supposed to do. Oh. Yeah. Sussex police and the health and safety executive will be investigating the accident. Uh, police were called around 5.30 p.m. Blah, blah, blah. The man, let's see, reportedly suffered from neck pain and was told, uh, or was taken to the hospital as a precaution. Teams from a, uh, teams of builders have been working on the site, uh, this place in Worthing for two years. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Their safety is number one. Uh, the responsible contractor health and safety uh, is Galford Try. What? Galford Try's number one priority. I don't know why they're telling us that guy's name. I don't care about that guy. Anyway, he says, we can confirm the incident took place at the site. Investigations are underway. Boy, you guys wow. make a lot out of a bottle of pee over there. <laughs> guy said to the crane operator, you're in so much trouble oh, now. Oh, man. I, just, I submitted that as a title, too, because I wanted to do it before somebody else did. Someone play some Urethra Franklin music. Ah. No, that doesn't work. How about... For a crane operator, that guy's a real whiz. He's ah. a whiz at his job. Pee! Ah. <laughs> um, anyway, they'll take That's, care of it. It'll all work out in the end. After the after their shift, they all went and got pissed. Of course. That's what they do. They get pissed over there. They do. Yep. And then they took the piss out of each other or whatever they said. Nah, that's right. Isn't that a thing? Yep. Yeah. It is, yeah. Taking the piss. Oh, I'm just taking the piss. Oh, I'm just taking the piss. We should we should adopt that one. That one's pretty good. Let's do that. Final story. Uh California doctor says he caught his wife dumping Drano in his lemonade. 
after he rigged the camera with kitchens. Or, sorry, the kitchen with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Mixed two words up. Shouldn't have been. Uh, California radiologist said he was uh, has video evidence of his wife, a dermatologist, sprinkling his drinks with dangerous household chemicals like Drano wow. on multiple occasions. Uh, this is in Irvine. So shout out, OC. Uh, they arrested 45-year-old dermatologist Dr. Yu Yu, who also, sorry. I don't know why that's funny. It just is. It gets even funnier with the next line. Yeah. Who also goes by Emily. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Uh, that's let's see. True. Last week on suspicion of poisoning, she has not been yet formally charged. Uh, Dr. Jack Chen, her 53-year-old husband, filed for an order of protection on Friday. I am fearful of being in the same home and in the presence of, of uh, respondent due to re- respondent's record recorded attempts to poison me with Drano. Dang. You don't have to call her respondent. It's your freaking wife. <laughs> you know, legal terminology. They have to, to do this thing, I guess. I don't know. I guess so, but you could say your wife. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Once it is a restraining order, um, Drano is a brand name chemical uh, used that the government describes as very dangerous if ingested or inhaled or placed in contact with your eyes or skin. Oh, thank you, U.S. government, for describing <laughs> Drano, for Drano explaining <laughs> yeah. to us. Drano explaining, drain explaining. Yeah. Drano explaining. Spl- drain <laughs> yeah. There were some famous uh, killings here in Utah back in the 80s, early 80s, maybe late 70s. I was a tiny kid, so I don't remember much about it, but. They were famous because they went to like a somebody's hardware store or something like that, kicked in the doors, broke in. They thought they were just going to take money, but they ended up torturing the people living there or working mm. there. And they did everything from forcing them to drink Drano. Oh, my God. Some of them had them pour Drano in their ears. Uh, what Ugh. was the other thing? Oh, kicked pins in their ears and junk like that. It's, it's God, bad. This sounds like that uh, that movie that I was trying to think of a few weeks ago. Somebody finally did tell me what it was, but I, I still... And now, again, I can't remember it, but it was like where the... the um, this group of people breaks into this house and they've got masks and stuff, and I think I figured out it's got oh. Naomi Watts or... Uh, not Naomi Watts. Naomi uh, Watts? What is that? I know yeah. this movie. <sighs> Yeah, but anyway, like they they basically just torture the family as opposed to just you know taking stuff taking and leaving. stuff and leave. Yeah. Oh, hi, yeah. the high fi murders. That's right. Uh, Captain Kipper murders. has okay. it. That's exactly what they were called. Yeah. I think wow. there was a TV movie made and some other stuff. I don't know. Strangers is that the movie I'm trying to remember? Uh, is it Strangers. Ooh. Strangers. That's uh, that sounds horrible. I don't want to see that movie. No, I don't either. I like that, horror that's movies, like a, but that's awful. that's definitely a uh, let's see, 2008 Strangers. Liv Tyler, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Liv Tyler, let's see. Uh, whose stay at a vacation home is disrupted by three masked criminals who infiltrate the home. Oh, the strangers. Just stranger. Oh, the strangers. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, the one in 08, right? Um. Yep. Yeah. Jim Award, Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman. Oh yeah, Scott Speedman. Jim Award, yeah, Dollface, Pinup Girl. That these are those are the masks I seem to remember seeing on the uh, the movie poster. Damn, dude, that sounds gnarly. Ugh. Ugh. All right, well, call your dad, Stephen, and tell him you need help. All right, <laughs> uh, that's it for today's news. We will now take a break, and when we come back, we'll spend some time with Bill and then Bobby, and then we'll see what we have time for. We don't know. We're yeah, a little bit short today, uh, but Brian, you got to play a song, so play that song. 
Yeah, let's go to a singer, a soulful pop singer-songwriter named Hunter Moreau, spelled like the island of doctor, dot, dot, dot. Mm. Brand new single from her called Be All Right. This is, uh, I don't know, it's got shades of um, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, but also uh, more modern, like more uh, singers outside of the pop world. Um, I really, really dig this. It is called Be All Right. Here is... Full name, Hunter Moreau. Went to the corner store to pick up my serotonin. The shelves were empty, they were all out of stock. Called up a friend of a friend, said that I'd owe him. He saw the last of it, just my luck. Looking for the green lights. I think it's gonna be fine. Cause it might be a mess, but this mess is mine Yeah, I might be a mess, but I'll be alright I'll be alright, I'll be alright I'll be alright, I'll be alright I'll be alright Cause it's 85 and I'm in my prime And I got some friends that I like I'll be alright Yeah, I might be a mess, but I'll be alright Made some mistakes, but they're pretty I'm glad I dropped out of college Cause it's a good life And I got time And I know my mom worries But I'll be alright I'll be alright, I'll be alright I'll be alright Cause it's 85 and I'm in my prime And I got some friends I like I'll be alright Yeah, I might be a mess, but I'll be alright I think it's gonna be fine Cause it might be a mess, but this mess is mine Yeah, it might be a mess, but I'll be alright The morning stream. I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. And we're back. Who was that one more time? Nothing like a song from Hunter Moreau called Be All Right. 
I like how deep she went into explaining how all yeah. the things were Chick Fil A brand. So now I'm starting to think that she's hoping for some sort of sponsorship. She wants some, like she wants to be the the Jared of uh, maybe <laughs> of Chick Fil A or Starbucks or Walmart or something. Yeah, stop short of the part where Jared goes to prison for. Uh, yeah, stop short of that part. Maybe maybe she abuse. wants to be the uh, the herb of uh, <laughs> the herb. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've got my eye on her, though. We'll see how things go. Yeah. Oh, um, TV's Travis says it actually might be Funny Games because that's the one that has Naomi Watts. So that's probably, that is probably the one oh, I'm thinking of. Okay. Similar plot to The Strangers. I like the one that's like a reverse of that where they break in and then the guy from uh, Alien, or the, the guy from uh, Avatar ends up being a blind veteran from the Marines or whatever and kicks the shit out of everybody. What was that? Oh, called? really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember. They thought he was an easy target because he's blind and old yeah. and all that and then when they go in there to get him uh he turns out to be just like freaking ninja john wick and just destroys everybody it's i can't remember huh. the name of the movie though it's really good though anyway hey guys what's this your bat caves open there bill bill duran joining us from uh, the beautiful uh parts of the world over there known as the pacific northwest and also the fantastic company that he started called punishprops.com he's here to talk about making things like he does every tuesday bill welcome back Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Hello. Feeling good. Yeah. Getting excited. We're oh, going to glad. Dragon Con this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, are you? When, I saw what, your tweet about that. Oh what, are, when are the, what are the dates? When is it this year? Same as always? Uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. <sighs> September 2nd. Same uh, as it ever was. All right. <laughs> Same as it ever was. No, that's Same cool. Same as it ever was. Are you, uh, so this is a couple of years you haven't been, so this is your first year back in a couple, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been two years. Very nice. excited. Nice. Yeah. Is well. it um, like same same setup as far as like four hotels stretched mm-hmm. through? Like they are just saying, yep, we're, we're, we're just going right back to normal. Everybody's yeah, wearing a mask anyway, so <laughs> right. They actually ran it last year. They had the event last oh, year. Did. I did. I did oh. not go. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So hopefully they figured everything out last year, and this year it'll be smooth sailing for me. That's, that's what, what's sounds. your big? Uh, you got a big cosplay fan or plan for who you're gonna be or whatever? You're We're still... working on costumes from the game Satisfactory. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. The, uh, the pioneers. It's like a sci-fi uh, factory worker with a cool space helmet that I'm uh, working on right now. <laughs> Actually, the parts are printing right now. They are nice. very cool uh, suits in that game, but you rarely you get to. Well, you see them in co-op, obviously. You just see your friends, mm-hmm. but you never really see yourself in it because it's all first person. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's a really cool pull, though. I think people dig mm-hmm. it. That's good. I like it. And, and Brittany and I are each making one. We both play the game a lot, um, so it'll be fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of fun, you're always up to something, working on something cool. Mm-hmm. Tell us what we got going this week. I, I wanted to muse a little bit with my you two, my, my creative friends, some of my creative friends. Um, so you guys probably took some art history classes, right? Sure did. <laughs> I know I took a lot of art history classes. <laughs> yeah. So there are all these fun, like, there are these specific periods in history where artistic movements kind of jumped forward right made a lot of really cool creative art we you know we think of the the renaissance obvious one the french impressionism another good time that got a name right it got the renaissance or what about right now what are they gonna call Mm. this period of art i wonder because i think it's i think it's i think we're going through an artistic movement right now yeah and i'm curious how history is gonna look back on it yeah I wonder too. 
Um, I also think we're on the precipice of some weird weirdness. Um, and by mm-hmm. that, I mean, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Somebody showed me this the other day and it kind of weirded me out. There's a lot of talk about AI and AI being able to sort of do enough for, for let, let's say you're making a, an RPG game and you need 50 portraits for your, uh, you know, your Baldur's Gate like RPG and these little fantasy portraits. Guy's got a patch and a bald head. And the other next person's got a big full beard and he's some kind of warrior guy with an axe half shown in the image or whatever it is. It used to be you would commission an artist and they would make or they worked there and they would make all of these portraits one by one for your game. It is now not only feasible but 100% possible to just feed information into an AI and have it spit these images out and have them look as good as you want them to look and you didn't have to pay anybody. Now that's one thing. Fine, whatever. It helps with automation. Fine. But I also heard about this site where their whole thing is we do AI generated art and we do it based on the style of the artist you want. So you can go over there and say, like Brian's always bringing it, Bill Sankiewicz uh, from Marvel fame. Mm-hmm. I want Sankiewicz looking, uh, you know, Batman. They'll do it. And they'll, <laughs> and Bill gets no credit or money for it. He gets nothing right. for it. They just get this AI who spits out this art based on the style of some famous artist you mentioned. Could be dead, could be alive. It doesn't matter. That's a little worrisome for me. Mm-hmm. So what I hope to bring it back to your point, what I hope happens is we'll look back on these initial years of digital art mixed with traditional art and how it connected art to people and vice versa that we'll look at that as a real renaissance period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we might be heading down a little bit of a dark ages moment. Of like <laughs> it's not going to, it's going to get a little bit weirder before it gets better. So I'm, I'm both, I'm both excited for how this will be viewed and a little nervous about how the next phase mm-hmm. gets viewed. But anyway, this has been on my mind. Wanted to fart it out there since you brought it. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely. I like to look at the example from French impressionism. That was a, a response to the camera. To the to photography, mm-hmm. and I, I like to. I don't know what's going to happen with AI art. I haven't really been investigating it too much. But my initial thought is that artists will do what they did back then, where it was perfect. This this machine, this technology, could make a perfect representation of whatever, whatever you pointed it at, and people were like, "Ooh, art is dead." And then the fresh impressionists were like, "Well, we can do stuff with paint that you can't do with a with a, a photograph." So we're going to go off in this crazy tear and make something that no one has even heard of before. Uh, so my hope is that with AI art, it will drive artists to figure out what that what version of that is for us right now. And make some really weird, wacky stuff that can only be made by a human somehow. I don't know what that is, but I bet people are... We have top men on the, on the case. <laughs> top men. Top That's right. men. Uh, especially though, so originally my... my um, I, w- I want to talk about now as like art history sort of thing. Uh, people are getting crazy good at art now. Like I think better than ever mm-hmm. hmm. uh, in, in almost every regard. Like, like if you watch a movie from the fifties, it's good, but the way people acted back then is not how people act in real life. And I feel like nowadays actors n- act a lot more naturally. And and I, I in a way I believe I think is more believable. Sure. Uh, but also in movies, practical effects have gotten way better. Visual effects have gotten way better. Props and costumes are just crazy good. 
drawing and painting, both digital and real, has gotten amazingly good. I follow so many illustrators online, uh, and I can watch them get better in real time on Instagram. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, you music- just flip down their, their little catalog there, and it's like, oh, my gosh, even in a couple of years, you can see huge jumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sculpture, music, everything. I, I just I observe all this stuff all day, every day. And it just for the last like 20 years. And it just it feels like it's exploding. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons is like tools are getting better, easier and cheaper, uh, especially like digital tools. Um, I've been so we'll take my my example. I used uh, um, 3D Studio Max in like 1998. <laughs> yeah. Compared to 3D modeling tools now, it's night and day. It's just crazy how much better and easier they are to use. Sure. Uh, art supplies have become commoditized enough that they're super cheap, like paint, paintbrushes, that sort of stuff is really cheap now. Uh, and uh, like with digital star- stuff, not only is it good now, but a lot of it's free. A lot of it's cheap or free. You can do it right on your phone. Oh, yeah. Um, there yeah, are but- apps on your phone where you can produce an entire uh, like electronic song, like like electronic music. Even even it's the jump, even even the jumps in digital have been significant in sen- in the sense of like you know six seven years ago, mm-hmm. your option was if you really wanted to do killer stuff, your option was to go buy about a three thousand dollar Wacom tablet and mm-hmm. attach it to your already two thousand dollar computer or whatever. Uh, subscribe to, to to Photoshop or some other thing, and that was just kind of the way. It's still attainable, but it was, you know, a little more of a wall. These days, mm-hmm. you can literally go buy a very capable iPad Pro or even lesser iPad with pencil support, get uh, Procreate for f- 15 bucks, and bam, you're in it for less than your 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 uh, your Wacom would have cost you. And, and there are people doing entire comic book runs, entire, oh, yeah. you know, paintings that get blown up to billboard size or whatever. Like, it's just... It's just within your hand. It's within your reach mm-hmm. more than it's ever been. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And this all gives, especially young people who have a lot of time, uh, it gives them an opportunity to practice a lot. Like, way more than you could if you had to, like, fill a sketchbook or um, cover a canvas and then get a new canvas. Like, everyone's getting tons and tons of repetition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the knowledge is more available. You know, obviously, YouTube is just a wash with uh, tutorials. Uh, and that people share. So people, when someone invents a new technique, I know in, in cosplay, whenever someone invents something new, the first thing they do is share it with everyone else. Uh, so the 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 knowledge base in a in a creative community is like raising across the board. Every, everyone learns as the as um, people invent new te- techniques. Yeah. But also, it's possible to like like you can follow the coolest artist that you could imagine on Instagram, and then send them a message. And it's likely they'll get back to you. Yeah. Could you imagine it? Could you imagine if like Picasso was on, on Twitter? <laughs> you right? could, like you'd respond to all your questions. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if you uh, yeah, and you and you could tweet him and he would get back to you. That's just just mm-hmm. that thought mm-hmm. blows my mind. But we can do that now. There are just so many amazing artists online that you can follow, and it's a good chance they'll get back to it's you. It's true of writers. It's true of. Uh, directors it's true of almost anybody now which is great mm-hmm. because it's that that gap of you're in a, some rarefied space and we're all just plebeians lapping up your work is, is <laughs> it's not what it used to be it's not it's a much right. closer yeah. closer knit re- uh, relationship than ever yeah so i hope i do hope that history looks back on this time and remembers this giant cheap leap forward we took because it's been pretty cool to live through it 
I agree. It's easy to get wrapped up in all the downsides of mm-hmm. uh, society getting too close to each other, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, forget that you know these are these are massive leaps forward in just how we interact. I mean, the fact that I can hang up with you and I could call Patrick right now and talk yeah. to him in Helsinki, Finland, is science fiction fifty years ago. It just didn't yeah, happen. Please. So. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it's an important thing to keep your head around. It's not all, it's not all doom and gloom, baby. Sometimes no, you got to no, look at yeah. the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is we're we're closer than we've ever been. Everybody has more collaboration than they've ever had. It's all cheaper than it's ever been. It's it's all pretty cool in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. Well, I'm excited uh, to uh, I don't know see where it goes. Even even the even the weird looming AI stuff. I'm I I still want to see it play out. Yeah, I, I haven't tinkered with it too much, but I'm definitely paying attention. <laughs> yeah, you have to. How, how can you not, right? Uh, oh, I also, somebody showed me, this would be of interest to you, somebody showed me a link. Or it wasn't a link, I couldn't go use it because it's not available to everybody, but they're doing AI-generated 3D imagery now, so they're doing stuff mm-hmm. for oh, wow. printing. So if you're like, Darth Vader helmet, and it just does it. <laughs> and then you've got uh, it. And you may you might go in and go tweak, 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 and make a few tweaks, and boom, you're printing your thing. Or you could say Darth Vader helmet in Mad Max Fury Roadland, and it will do some crazy <laughs> oh, version of really? it. Really? And all oh, the work stuff. You got a weak 3D modeling a space helmet from Satisfactory. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is why like this is why days. some people are concerned. Is that it's like you know, yeah. if a digital painting takes me 40 hours, it'll take a computer four minutes. And mm-hmm. uh, and if it's good enough, right? That's the trick. Is that up till now it's all been a little weird and a little off and a little, eh. but if it gets good enough, then you do kind of change the 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 dynamic. I think we keep up with the dynamic. Like I'm always brought back to, you know, back in the day there was this huge thing about uh, uh, freaking um, oh Lotus one two three comes out and the entire accounting world went we're dead we're doomed our business is ending we're never going to need an accountant again this is awful. It actually increased jobs in the accounting world. Mm-hmm. Not it's like the complete op- opposite and in exponential numbers. So I'm not I remember that enough to know that I it's easy to get like nervous about this, but the truth of it is we don't know yet. Like we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. It may change everything in some other positive way. I don't know. I have to think about it. Uh, but anyway, Bill, always fun to talk about this stuff with you. And uh mm-hmm. I know you got a bonus link for us. What do you got over there? Yeah, this is a... Uh video we made with our friend Allie Spagnola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she flew into Seattle a few weeks ago with a wacky project idea. She wanted to make a sculpture uh, that is a bear with antlers. And we were able to make this entire sculpture in our basement in two days without buying anything. I had all the supplies. <laughs> I am mighty proud. That is awesome. <laughs> wow. And it was just super, super fun. Allie's got so much energy. She's a great friend and a super creative person. And the video is just fun. It's just, we just had a great time. Oh, this looks great. I am i haven't watched the entire thing yet, but I saw some some preview on TikTok or on her account on there, I think. And I went, oh, I need to go watch this. So now mm-hmm. I know where to go. Uh, go check it out. That's uh, Alex Bagnolo's cool. account. I, you probably cross-posted this or something. It's probably on yours. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Probably. Uh, hey, Bill, really quick question before you go. Rainbow Bright wants to know if you're going to make the Sandman's helm. Oh, that, uh, no. Uh, no. that mask thing that he wears. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Stephen K. Smith is working on one. So if you look cool. up his YouTube channel, he's he's got one he's working on. I think nice. he's got a one or two part videos series up. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's Bill Duran, everybody. Chinbeard on Twitter and PunishProps.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.
Yep. See ya. See, Dana and, and uh, David, this is how you do a guest. You That's how you on. let a guest talk. Yeah, yeah, you let them speak, have their say, <laughs> you know, for a whole hour and a half or however long your show now was. I'm going to do another impersonation of Norm <laughs> Michaels. You know, you know what I like best about Lauren Michaels is that, 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 that. That's a pretty good David Spade. It's not bad. Yeah. You should uh, be proud okay. of that. Okay. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> it's a little I kind bit, of leaned into James. Yeah, a little more James. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, as you got two minutes of Bobby. <laughs> two minutes of Bobby, Bobby time. Or, more, you know, we'll see what we can do here. Here, Where are we here? Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Science. Hey, you guys, science, science time with Bobby. Look at him. Just look at him. That's what he would look uh-huh. like without long hair <laughs> if he cut it. Uh, it's all here. It's all there. You know, just pulled back. You need to do a Billy Mitchell cosplay, Bobby. Yeah. Like, uh, did I mention this before? No, you haven't. Just get yeah, a killer so Billy, score in like Donkey Kong and you're all set, man. Exactly. Get a get a uh, flag tie and uh, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, you'd, you'd be a great billy mitchell uh cosplay when i was growing my hair out and it wasn't it was just really big and shorter around ear length um i look remarkably almost identical to uh to a young um george lucas oh yeah i can see i can see that yeah Yeah. Uh, those old shots of him around episode four poking around looking like director man totally yeah 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 uh well all right it's good to have you here as always um you bring science with you yeah uh i would love to know what you have brought with you today what have you brought yeah well so i was uh poking around in some science stuff and there was a a article that came out recently that i thought was interesting that it touches on uh political science a little bit um, and it's the idea that uh, looking at the effect of, of television on polarization, political polarization. So a lot of times we blame social media for political polarization, right? Yeah, usually. Sure. So the pipeline being like social media leads to these echo chambers, which then leads to more polarization of people, which then, you know, causes more echo chambers and so on and so forth. That's that's our scapegoat, right? Even I... Uh, say that you know social media has caused is causing the downfall of the cohesiveness of society because of because of this particular cycle right sure sure the problem is um that when whenever scientists try to do any research um because echo chambers seem to theoretically exist we anecdotally experience them all the time but the problem is that there's a good bit of evidence that they are either very very weak or don't even exist at all on a large scale that's just anytime researchers try to look into this they find that that there's just because of the amount of choice that people have and when they study and look closely at how people behave on social media it just seems that um that people don't engage in these echo chambers that we think they do they might you know they might say crazy things and and have crazy opinions and everything that they express but they're actually engaging in a lot of different places more than we we realize more than our anecdotes tell us so if that's the case if these echo chambers aren't existing in the evidence shows that these echo chambers don't exist why is polarization happening in the way because that the evidence does show that people are far more politically polarized um in oh, the past more than we've ever been. No, no question sure, about yeah. that. Yeah. So if if we thought that the obvious culprit was social media, then what is it? And so some people, 
decided to look to an old ancient technology that some of your listeners might not know about, and it's called a cable television. Oh, cable television. Uh, cable oh, my television. gosh. That's uh-huh. such I've an old term. Yeah. It's old. Yeah, it turns out. So so a lot of people go to, you know, their favorite podcasts or online news sites to get their political news. But it used to be you turned on the TV to get your news. Um, and some people still do that. <laughs> um, so So they looked at that, and they found that that it actually turns out that a lot of polarization, political polarization, can be very strongly linked to um, television viewership. And it seems like television is causing more polarization than the internet is, mm. the, the data shows. Yeah. So well, That wouldn't surprise so. me. Because yeah. a lot of it comes from, uh, you know, 24-hour news networks and people who are really, really entrenched in their, in their uh, alliances there. Yeah. They're not letting the internet change. I mean, they may have to die off first before none of that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there also like something to the the theory that, you know, with, with streaming, you're able so quickly to get some information, digest it, go to something else, get some information, yep. digest it, go to something else, as opposed to just locking in and, and not having the, not bothering changing the channel. You know, yeah, like, you just so, let it roll. So- no. You're keying yeah. in on what the researchers, Brian, what the researchers also think is going on, because that's that's that would be the next step. Like this, this yeah. data doesn't really tell us why people are more are being polarized by television more than than internet. But but what some of the behaviors that they've seen, um, and I'm leaving some of the numbers out because they're not as important. Just know that it's strong the the yeah. effect in television. But uh, what they have seen the data shows is that um, users, uh, television viewers seem to stay on whatever they're watching. They engage with a particular polarized network. So they defined left-leaning television as things like MSNBC and CNN and anything more left-leaning than that. And right being Fox News and Breitbart and anything more right-leaning than that, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so people who are left-leaning or right-leaning on the ends of the spectrum, they tend to engage for longer, over longer periods of time, exclusively engage with their particular polarized media before ever venturing outside and looking at something else. And this we're talking about in the order of like six months to 12 months. Um, that's how long people spend. If you if you're watching Fox News, chances are that's all you're watching. Exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. Brian. That's all you're watching, um, and you're just leaving it on, and you're not changing it. And it's just when you go to the news, that's what you flip on. Mm-hmm. But people on the internet, and this is again in the data, people on the internet tend to see something, and they may identify as left or right, um, po- like leaning f- on those ends of the spectrum. But they are engaging with the other side more media from the other side more often or more frequently than television viewers. And, and they think that it's because of the ease of being able to engage with those things that because it's served to you so easily, it's so much just clicking on something and looking at it or it being shown to you on Facebook or something. Um, that's why that's happening. Yeah, because you can reply to a tweet. You can mm-hmm. get into a common thread on Facebook. You can engage in lots of ways that are not possible watching a cable mm-hmm. news network. Um, yeah. So it's it's what always throws me is if you've if you've got the kind of life where you can just have uh, something playing all the time while you're getting other things done. Yeah. 
I do this, but guess what I watch? I watch Futurama or <laughs> right, old reruns of MASH right. or something. I watch old yeah. things, new things, whatever, but that are just sort of happening passively in the background. Why you would choose to use a cable 24-hour news network to fill that need, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand it. But the yeah. difference is I can I could not understand that and never interact with people who love it. But on the internet, I cannot understand it, and I can interact with those people and find out why they right. feel that way or whatever. Sure, sure. So this is interesting. I hadn't really thought there's of. There's a lot way. of yeah. There's a lot of super interesting data if you dig in deep to to what they they talked about and and the research that they did. Like like how, for example, people who identify as very knowledgeable about politics or being really interested in politics, they actually tend to be less polarized in this data yeah. than people who describe themselves as not caring about politics. People who are not interested in politics end up falling on more on the more polarized end of, ends of the spectrum than people who are interested in politics, which I thought was really interesting. I would have intuitively thought that the more into politics you are, the more you might be have an extreme view. But I guess it also makes sense that if you're into politics, you might engage in the arguments more and might think more and and explore the other side's arguments and stuff like that yeah i mean the hardest part for me is just when people are straight up stupid and i by that i mean i mean performatively right. stupid i don't actually think they're yeah. stupid i think right. they're just but they, they they've they've nurdled themselves into a hole so far that they'll say something that that is just patently stupid but it doesn't matter anymore because that's just the side they're on i that part I can't. Yeah. That part's hard, and I kind of wish I couldn't interact with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, part of yeah. me just wishes it was a weird sideshow I could ignore entirely. But um, it's no. it's important research that they do, though, because I mean, I really do think that that a well functioning democracy relies on informed citizens, right? So so making sh- so knowing that it seems like. The internet is actually, despite what it seems like, social media and the internet actually is exposing people to more views and might be um, having a more mitigating effect than we think. That's that's a promising news because, dis, you know, despite how things look might look in the short term, that might tell us that over the long term things might mellow out as people get better at being citizens of the internet you know yeah because mm-hmm. in a lot of ways we're still in the infant stage of this thing you know yeah for sure oh for sure yeah. like as much as we like to think oh the internet's old now we've been here for a long time what is it 94 we got the world wide web rah, 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 rah. like they <laughs> yeah. people can get that in their heads and think they've they've really yeah. mastered it or we're at the we're at the mm-hmm. peak or whatever but I don't think so. I think this is like. So I'm optimistic. I'm always an optimist when it comes to this stuff. Well, you're an optimistic guy with optimistic hair, and uh, that's all we need. (laughs) Uh, Tell people where they can find your awesome science podcast, All Around Science, so they can get it and listen to more of this great commentary. Well, you could always go to allaroundscience.com where we have all sorts of stuff um, there, including links to our Discord, our Patreon, our feeds, everything that you would want to to see there. But uh, if you just want to to get the show, which is as as podcasts, most good podcasts are are free for everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's some shade at things like Spotify right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, you can just look for all around science on uh, anywhere you get podcasts. I agree. That is a great way to find it. And also, I recommend people do it because Bobby makes a fine podcast. Bobby, have a great week, and may science be in your favor. Bye now, Thanks, Bobby. 
All right. Before- I remember when uh, Lauren was trying to explain science to me. Uh, <laughs> Dana, you. Uh- <laughs> oh man! Uh, if it was if it was that show, we'd never be done. But we're going to go quick here because Brian's got to yeah. go. He's got a hard out, so we're going to end the show. He's going to tell me what song we're going to play. Before he does, I'll tell you that we need your support at Patreon.com/tms so yeah. that things like our cars getting fixed can happen. <laughs> I'll pay for my car. Yeah, well, how else are we supposed to live? We have everyday expenses like the rest of you. So please head on over to patreon.com slash TMS uh, today. All right, let's get out of here. Tell me your song before you uh, fly. Yeah. Derek Roden said, hey, Charlion and Baldesian. I don't know what that is. <laughs> February 1st was my 37th birthday. Oh, you share a birthday with my son, Tristan. Your podcast. Do you? Getting it in quick. Sorry. Your podcast <laughs> keeps me sane in my Canadian government job, so I truly appreciate everything that you do. Can you play a cover of Muse? While we're at it, could you pick a random sound clip seven seconds long? So glad to say, pick 43 sound clips all with the oh word giant. <laughs> chandelier. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, wait a minute. So seven seconds, he said? Seven seconds. One random seven-second sound clip. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to find this. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can do it. Huh? No, nope. That's definitely too short. Okay, let me try this one. Uncle Johnson, tell me a story. That's definitely not it. One more try. Frontal nudity. No, I can't find one. You gotta. <laughs> you have to take the combo. Sorry, that's just the way there it is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, love the show, though, eh? Signed, Derek in Canada. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, um, uh, listen, Muse is one of my favorite bands, too. And uh, uh, somebody, I think it was Tristan Adams at the meetup, was pointing out that in that Woodstock 99 documentary, they talked about, oh, over on the other stage is this new up-and-coming band called Muse. So yeah. now I've really got to watch it. <laughs> uh, anyway, this band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers released in 2016 an album called Octane, where they do bagpipe covers of a bunch of different groups, including this one by Muse. Here is their cover of Starlight. This thing is freaking awesome. It's Muse's Starlight by the Red Hot Chili Pipers.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. They're the babies.